This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Midterm election motivation. The U.S. public screamed like a stuck pig over $5 a gallon gasoline earlier this year, and the politicians' ears were bleeding from the pitch. Those in office were being blamed regardless of the reasons, and no quarter was being given them in the polls heading into fall elections. The political motivation to bring fuel prices down could not have been stronger, as officials moved whatever levers existed to cool gas prices off. They have since come down significantly, $3.67 a gallon on the 19th, and the wailing and gnashing of teeth has abated to some extent. I'm not convinced, however, that they are going to stay down, and expect that post-November election that strength in gas prices could return. It seems too simple to build expectations for gas prices around the date of an election, but it all too often works out that way. Why did sky-high prices moderate? Russia continued to pump a lot of oil, with China and India sucking up large quantities at price discounts. The European Union sanctions to Russian oil were implemented gradually and do not go in full bore until the end of the year. Seaborne imports of Russian crude are banned December 5th, and petroleum imported products are banned February 5th. The time delay in implementing these sanctions was to give European Union countries time to get ready. Russia has been exporting 1.6 million barrels a day in seaborne exports to Europe. 70% of Russian oil is shipped by tankers, with the rest flowing through pipelines. The Baltic states, Finland and Poland, will be most impacted by the ban on Russian crude. Pipeline imports are still allowed, but of course are restricted by pipeline capacity. Putin met with Xi Jinping to discuss building more pipelines for oil and gas, but this would be a long time coming, and China would have to front the entire project. Russia is vast, and oil and gas in eastern Russia goes east, and Russian oil and gas in western Russia goes west or south to China. It would take additional oil and gas production in western Russia to fill new pipelines to China, which Russia also lacks the resources to develop. Its oil industry performs much like its military. Russian oil logistics are no better than what has been seen in Ukraine. Remember that Russian oil sells for a $30 barrel discount, so they have significantly less revenue per unit of volume to build with. There could be some last-minute changes in these sanctions, but one of the most restrictive features of EU sanctions is the loss of insurance coverage for Russian oil. An oil tanker cannot go through the Straits of Malacca or Hormuz, Suez, and Panama canals, unless it is insured, and insurance originates in the European Union or U.S. for over 85% of ocean bulk freight shipping. Sanctions on insurance kicks in in December. They could be used to deny Russian cargoes access to European sea lanes. Another measure to bring down fuel prices in the U.S. was opening the spigot on the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. One million barrels per day release was authorized for six months. Approximately 140 million barrels have been pumped out of the reserve into the market since last spring, but the last authorization expires October 21st. The objective of this added supply was to bring down domestic oil prices and included in other measures it has done so. Whatever impact it had on the market is now in the rearview mirror, and the Biden administration says that they will begin buying oil in order to replenish the reserve if the price falls below $80 a barrel. At that point, instead of pressuring the crude oil market, they would put a floor under it. I've been buying December crude, now trading discount on weakness. 
High prices cure high prices, and high fuel prices negatively impacted demand in a seasonal time frame when they tend to fall anyway. Driving moderates from summer into fall, reducing demand. U.S. consumers found ways to drive less to avoid refueling. The COVID lockdowns in China also had a significant impact on Chinese oil demand. China's COVID vaccine doesn't work, and as they have little natural immunity, about their only defense is the lockdown of the population. The drop in crude and gas prices can be attributed to all the reasons cited in this report, but may not be sustainable unless the world economy declines into significant recession. Otherwise, more sanctions in Russian oil and into releases from the reserve, ending COVID lockdowns in China, and a seasonal bottom to demand in general to begin to lift oil prices again into 2023. When politicians get past the midterm elections, they are likely to take their foot off the neck of the oil market with the political ramifications of high gas prices not checked again until at the ballot box in 2024. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. 